Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're in seek of video or photography, they are the team to get the job done. If you need wedding photography, professional headshots, if you just need photos, they are the team to get the job done. If you need a commercial, if you need a wedding videographer, or you just need to shoot some B-roll, they are the videographers to get the job done. So make sure you reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next video and photography project. Our special guest this week is the current reigning Ms. Bella Latino International 2020 Beatrice Flores is on the show. I am so excited to have her. She's going to tell us all about her experiences competing at nationals and going there for the first time, getting second runner-up, and then going back and winning and all of the the pitfalls and opportunities that she's learned and all of the skills. And we really break down what brought her to it and why the Latino pageant is such a great uh, advocate and also has so many perks for herself and her community. And I hope you guys enjoy this and stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, B. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Paul? It's great. Um, it's always good to have um, more sister queens. I, I was so excited to interview your your other sister queen and and now it's like uh finishing the 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 sisterhood and i gotta get your other queen and then we'll have all three of you guys um on the show yeah i spoke to jessica after her interview and she said she had a great time uh jessica's such a nice person she's being so she's being so um nice to uh all you guys are being so nice to to um (laughs) to really give me a little bit of your time i really do appreciate it are oh, you are you personally excited that you have another year? Are you shocked, um, um, overwhelmed? Um, I am very excited. Of course, you know it just gives me more of an opportunity to continue to give back to the community and represent the system. So, yeah, when our director Maria let us know, I was definitely elated. <laughs> it's not um, usual, so to get an extra year with uh, with such a great title. Um, and such a big responsibility. Um, is there anything that right off the bat that you were like, I'm going to definitely focus on that and, and, uh, definitely, um, try to grow that more. Well, um, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, uh, the quarantine time and this pandemic does resolve quicker so we can get out in the community. But my, um, platform has always been breaking the stigma surrounding mental health and I especially want to focus, or I especially focus on the Latino population. Um, you know, teen Latinas between the age of 14 and 20 are more likely to commit suicide than any other ethnic group. So I definitely want to target that population and ensure that they know how to get help and they understand how to recognize when um, they may be experiencing symptoms of mental illness. So that's definitely my focus is, is targeting that population to ensure that I'm doing what I can to, to help reduce those suicide rates. That's such a good platform to have because um, that's a um, critical, I guess I should say disease or um, impact yeah, that, yeah. that, that occurs in every population, especially um, in uh, ethnically diverse populations that may not get the health care that um, um, other countries may get or other populations. So that's a great, that's a great thing that you're doing to really reach out and make sure that they get more help. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, People don't realize that the prevalence of mental illness throughout the, you know, the population, it's like one, one in four adults suffer with a mental illness and one in five children. So those are, it's more prevalent than some of the the health conditions that we hear a lot about, but people don't like talking about mental illness and mental health. So I like to have those conversations and 
and help break that stigma. So yeah, people are they get very uh, squirmy, as I say. They get yeah. They, it's very um awkward. They feel awkward, but it's a it's a really important conversation because you know they health and mental health um, play a, a major role. You know, if you're not physically able and you're not mentally able, how are you able to have a job and, and provide and work and just live? So it's a very important yeah. thing. So, um, well, before you were doing all these great things, B, how did, let's roll it back and let's start on your actual path. So what are some key things and where did you start? Were you a young little girl doing sports? Were you, were you singing? Were you doing um, pageants when you were younger? What was your first path towards where you are today? Well, uh, growing up, I was always involved in everything in school. In junior high, I was in all the sports. In high school, you know, I was in a lot of things. I was in orchestra, ROTC. In ROTC, I was in some special teams like the color guard and the arm drill team. And I was on the dance team. So I was always very competitive and I loved like group activities. Um, but I didn't really get into pageantry until I was an adult. I did try a couple of pageants when I was a teenager, but I had no idea what I was doing. I had no platform. I had no coach. So needless to say, I did not do well. Um, but it wasn't until I was around 30 years old when one of my friends was competing for this pageant, the Besa Latina pageant, and she won the title. And she reached out to me and she said, you should really try to compete for this, for this pageant. I think you would really enjoy it. I think you have, uh, you're someone that people can look up to and be a role model for. And, um, and she, she knew how involved I was in with the community already. And she just said, this is just another opportunity for you to reach people at a grander scale. Cause you'll have that title, which will help open doors up for you. So that was all I needed to hear to help convince me uh, to pursue, you know, the world of pageantry. And I think it really was the best time for me to do it because I was 30 years old. I already had a career. I knew who I was. I know what I liked, what I didn't like. I built the confidence as, you know, as a woman. So I felt ready to take on this challenge. And um, now I'm addicted. So it's a problem. <laughs> What's so defining about this particular pageant that draws you into it? We're, are, uh, let me, I guess, let me ask another way. So previous to this, you had you had not competed, but are you watching pageants? Are you aware of USA and America because they're on television, or or is that not even in your peripheral? Uh, I would watch them on occasion, but it wasn't something that, you know, I would look forward to or ensure that it was, you know, penciled in on my schedule or anything like that. Um, but now that I did, when I did start competing when I was 30, that's when, yes, I am watching, you know, Miss Universe, Miss USA, um, Miss America pageants. And I try to support other pageant systems as well, because uh, I love watching girls shine or and men, I've seen some pageants that have men in it, you know, have them shine on stage and, and, um, have fun. So I definitely support the industry. <laughs> so pageants were in your peripheral. You just, you personally had not competed in it. So right. is it because it was about community and that's what drew you to this particular pageant? Is that why this pageant? Uh, well, you know, Maria Torres, the CEO of this pageant, created this pageant because um, a, she understood that a lot of Latinas became mothers or got married at a young age. So they were not allowed to compete in other pageant systems that, you know, you needed to be single and you couldn't be a mother. So she really wanted to create a great pageant system that would... Um, support Latinas and encourage this uh, for everyone to be able to compete. So it's something that I admired that she did. And I think it's just a great way to celebrate heritage and background. Um, I grew up in McAllen, Texas, and that area is primarily, 
you know, a Latino population. So that's, I'm, I'm very um, tied into the Mexican culture um, because I lived in a border town. And so I just wanted to represent that, that culture. And that's really what drove me to, to that pageant. So basically it really checked off all of the, the items on your list. It was, yes. it was community based. It represent it represented yourself. It 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 still allowed you to be qualified because based on your own um, other pageants would disclude you. Um, and I mean, as we all know, it's really beautiful crown and sash. So you know, it has <laughs> yeah. that you go for it too, right? And then exactly. uh, from what I haven't <laughs> had the opportunity to speak to the director, but I keep on hearing so many great things about the director. So the director sounds like an awesome person too. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is there any really negatives? Is it just that, um, that it's well known in your community or, or is it, or there, there isn't any drawbacks? To me, there, there isn't any drawbacks and it, it has a sister pageant system, which is the galaxy system. And I know you're familiar with Crystal Gale, who you've also mm-hmm. interviewed. Um, and so the pageants happen on the same week and, um, we really get to know the, the girls from the other pageant system as well, which is great. Um, so it, it is a well-known pageant because of its relationship with the galaxy pageant, which is really in, at the international scale. Now, with your title, um, do they also give you entry the following year into uh, Galaxy, or is that just for the for the MS uh, uh, Miss the the Miss? Uh, yeah. Or I, I always get I always get mess up. Or they're all <laughs> all three of you guys are qualified because I I don't know exactly how the rules are because I had the opportunity once to work with one of your one of your sister queens like five years ago, and she was telling me about this cool rule that you get to compete, but I wasn't sure if it was all three of you or was it just for one of you. It's, it is for all three of us. Maria does give us the opportunity to, awesome. compete, to compete in the galaxy system as Miss um, Latina Galaxy, whether, whether that's Miss Teen or Ms. or Ms. That's such a great... It's hard to just... Dist- that's it's hard great... to distinguish Ms. and Ms. No, no, I know. I know. It, but it's just a great... That's a, just, um, you know... I like the the Latino title, but the the Miss Galaxy one sounds so cool too. You know, so it's like you get this, yeah. ex, you know. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Are, are you excited for that? I mean, are you kind of bummed that you have another year to to wait to compete for for Galaxy, or you know, it's going to get there when it gets there. It actually works out really well for me, only because I'm I'm in the Army Reserve. Oh. And my my unit is deploying at the end of this year. Um, well, God bless in the you. beginning of next year. Please stay safe, okay? <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. So I actually won't be able to be there in uh, whenever next year during the pageant to give up my title because I will be in country. Um, so, but that but it also gives me that whole year to prepare for the next year for Galaxy, if. So, um, it works out for me. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to take every advantage you got. So girl, work yeah. it. Okay. Work it. Okay. <laughs> um, so how many years did you compete until you won your first, it, this is your only title, right? Well, I competed. Um, so my first pageant was, uh, Texas Bay Latina. Okay. The, the, so you the won school- local. Okay. Right. Yep, I won local um, when I was 30, um, and that was my first pageant, and I won it, and I went to in, to nationals that year, and I got first runner-up. That's and, cool, first time. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. for Ed Nationals, that's pretty That's pretty good. Did you, yeah, yeah. Did you feel like you had really achieved something there? You know, you were on the right path? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was some disappointment with it, but they chose a great person. Um, and it just gave me the fire to, to want to come back. And it did take me a couple of years to, to come back, but I finally did. And I, I won. So I think that things just happen in their time. And, and it wasn't my time back then, but it was this time. So, Well, I think you, you, you have to learn 
um, how to fall before you can walk um, in baby as they do in baby terms. So um, <laughs> not everyone is a, a savant and just is naturally gifted. So um, most people do have to the fall to learn. So um, yeah, I totally agree. Going into that first um, national competition, or do you have a pageant coach? What's what's your training um, and thought pattern there? I mean, are you are you just watching YouTube videos? Like, what prepared you to to get uh, second runner up? So I I didn't have a pageant coach, and maybe I should have. <laughs> I think um, what helped me prepare was just. Um, really talking to friends that have gone through the process and just asking them for mentorship, not really coaching. Um, and uh, they would really give me feedback on what I need to, to, to work on. And I think something that helped me at least with stage presence is that I had that background in dance and I was at the time when I competed, I was in a salsa dance team and it was um, a team that we would go out and perform on stage. So I'm, I'm, I've always been comfortable on stage Um I think the hardest part of pageantry was, was the interview. So for that, what I would prepare for or to, for that part of the, the pageant is just really um, doing research on my platform, really understanding myself and um, answering the question, you know, why am I doing this? What do I want to accomplish? And I think getting down to those questions really helped me feel confident during the interview. Well, going back to your younger years, you said you did military core. Is that right? In dancing, is that correct? Did yep, I yep. I was I was in JROTC, uh, Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps, okay. and I was on on the dance team as well in high school. Now I grew up in Maryland, and we we didn't have that. We, they like disbanded it. So, um, uh, do you think that the skills you learned that discipline helped you for your stage um for that portion because do you do you see pageants as like two different competitions you have that interview and then you have the on-stage competition where you have to act a totally different way and have to be very um um stoic you know and and, and graceful and like be be happy and like all that kind of things on stage. But then in the interview, you have to like win, you have to be very animated and be winning over the judges. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that the skills I learned in, you know, in the military, in the dance team were definitely very helpful. I think overall judges are looking for someone that is confident and poised and that can come off both on stage and the interview as well. So, what do you think was the defining factor in that first year that didn't get you over the hump? Do you did you realize what after how, how what was the gap between um, your second time and winning? Was that a year or two years? Uh, it was three years. Okay, so in that three yeah. year time frame, did you f like f like find out in yourself what you think you did wrong? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I the area I needed to work on was was definitely interview. Um, when I competed the first time, I I had one evening gown, I had one fashion wear. I just didn't win interview or uh, photogenic. So all those those points added up, you know, put me in in the first runner up position. So I definitely prepared a lot more this time around. Um, I still didn't win interview though, but I, I did well enough to where my total points still put me over the edge. Cause I had a very competitive first runner up, Catherine Cortez. She was amazing. So, uh, we were neck and neck. <laughs> well, I mean, um, having a good competitor behind you only makes you a better winner and makes you, work harder so i'm sure without her pushing you it wouldn't have been as much fun as well as you wouldn't have been so driven so i'm i'm sure you have to give her a little credit for pushing you too so 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we were, we were roommates and, um, Oh, wow. That, we helped, that's definitely yeah, competitive. We, <laughs> we helped each other throughout the whole week. It was, we were, we, I would have been happy if she won and she was very supportive when I won and we were very supportive of each other throughout the process. What do you think you've, um, decoded in your interview? Is it, do you think it was the way that you were being animated in your interview or do you think you needed to um, be more direct and and um, not tell not tell the judges what they need to hear, but just tell them what you feel is the truth? Is what did you find out for yourself? I think the key is is that I needed to ensure that the judges understood what I was going to do with the title. You know what my focus is going to be, how hard I'm going to work for for the system if I were to win. Um, it wasn't, I think I was just myself and really answered those questions with passion because I, you know, I really was um, dedicated to my my platform and dedicated to representing the system well. And I think getting that message across in a way that the judges can see that I was serious and committed was really what, what helped. Well, B, I was telling your, your sister queen that um, one of the little secrets is that the appearances are the same every year. So assuming that quarantine ends and you can do things outside, is there anything that you're excited to do for the second time as the queen and, um, and to, to promote and, and to go to? Yeah, you know, something I've, I've been wanting to do is, because I'm originally from Texas, the move to the state of Washington. When I was in the state of Texas, I worked with this organization called One in Five Minds, which is a mental health organization for children. Um, and I would lead discussion groups in their monthly awareness meetings with families uh, that would attend these communities meetings. And I really am looking forward to being able to travel and going back and reconnecting with that organization. Um, and seeing how I can take their their, their model uh, to back to Washington State um, because I really do think it was an, an an excellent model that they were having and they were really reaching families and children. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, being able to travel and connecting with organizations for sure. Have you been able to uh, talk to your local assembly or your local uh, senator or, or or governor? No, I have not been able to, to, to speak to any um, local representatives yet. Is, it, is, it on, <laughs> is that on your agenda? Is that something you want to achieve now that you have a little bit more time? Uh, yeah, it would be something that I would want to achieve. I think something that helps is that I work in suicide prevention at the VA hospital in Seattle. So that brings that puts uh, my platform is very uh, related to that. So having that profession and having this title, I think will help open doors to be able to speak to those uh, representatives. But one organization I definitely want to get in connection with in the Seattle area is the Latino Chamber of Commerce, only because it's a Latino-led organization and they're really focused on supporting um, Latino businesses and Latinos in general in the area. So that's definitely an organization I hope to to build a relationship with. I would definitely encourage you to do that. Um... I know that in the Maryland area, our local chapter is very uh, affluent and uh, doing very well. So I would definitely encourage you to do that. Um, you'd probably be their standout. So, um, you know, you should try and get um, as many. I don't know if you're you're um, tight with the with the the local girls too. You should have like the local girls come out too. Yeah, that's a big yeah. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. 
Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Well, I think that's a great goal to have. And, uh, and I really hope that you uh, achieve that. I mean, that, I mean, uh, um, most, most title holders don't get, um, full years sometimes depending on how the pageant set. So getting almost two full years, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that you're able to achieve a lot, even though you're going to be deployed for a little bit of the time. Were you, yeah. were you expecting to be deployed or did that just come, um, come up recently, um, with, with all the, the events going on in the world? Um, I, I was aware of it at the beginning of this year. Gotcha. Around January. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to be deployed or is this like, I, I personally do not have family in the military, so how do how are you preparing that as being a title holder and and uh, and and then still getting ready um i i definitely think it's going to get a little tougher once once training starts ramping up but it's all about time management and i just need to i, I know that both things are important to me and i'm going to put the the time and effort to be able to do both I am excited to to deploy. I deployed before back in 2009, and that's been 11 years. And that's the reason why I joined the military is to defend our country. So um, it's something that, you know, I've, I've been wanting to to do again. So I'm getting this opportunity and it's a it's a good mission. And I and I um, I am looking forward to it. Well, we, I mean, I truly appreciate you defending our country and, and, and fighting the fight for us. And, uh, I appreciate you doing that. There are so many people that, uh, are incapable of doing it, but they want to do it. And we appreciate you, um, working so hard, putting your life on hold as well as at jeopardy to do that. So we really do. I thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. Um, what, what role are I, you said you work at a hospital um, in, you said in Seattle. Did I hear right? Yes. So do you, is that what your role is um, with the military? Are, are you, are you um, working in the, the, um, what's the right word is. No, I'm mil- actually, I, I do something completely different oh, in do. the military. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a logistics officer in okay. the military. Well, that's so fine. I handle, I handle all things sustainment, like transportation, ammunition, fuel, water, rations, you know, just giving anything that the warfighter needs in order to be able to sustain themselves in the fight. That sounds like really awesome. Do you, does that mean that you get to like drive those big, um, like, um, movable trucks with the dozers and all that kind of stuff and move supplies back and forth and inventory and <laughs> all? Is that the stuff you're doing? Well, I personally don't do that. Okay. Um, uh, I'm I'm a major in the military. I'm oh, an officer. That, those are the, <laughs> those are for the little drone people. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just my role is different. No, no, different. I'm, <laughs> no, go I'm ahead, go the, plan, the planning level of of the operation, the planning and overseeing. Gotcha. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's still interesting. Oh yeah, it's fun. It's it's like putting a puzzle together sometimes. Um, it has its challenges, and I really do enjoy you know um, doing something completely different from my normal day to day job. Well, yeah, because on on your normal job, you're you're helping people to stay safe as well as um, that get hurt, and then you're on the other side where you're giving all the supplies to make sure that that they are equipped. So it's you're totally doing like totally different jobs. Um, but they also play the same major role because doctors need the supplies and without supplies, you you know, yeah. So like that, yeah, yeah, no, it's, (laughs) did you, when you were growing up, did you think that you'd be in logistics or, or is that just happens to be where they, they asked you or plugged you in and you proceeded to go that? Um, well, when, uh, cause I went through ROTC in college and that's how I got my commission as an officer. 
And at the end of you know, your senior year, um, they rank you. And based on how they rank you, you, um, you know, select the, the branches you would like to get into. And, um, and they decide which one you get. And so, but sustainment or logistics was my first choice. It's, it was interesting to me. So, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, a great, I mean, it's, it's put you at jeopardy, but also is not on the front line. So, and yeah. it's still a very, it's, I mean, it's basically everything it comes to being on the construction side, um, minus, um, minus, uh, you're physically building because, um, it, it's basically you're, you're, you're building, you're, you're putting all together the building supplies, but your building supplies are, are like you were saying, like bullets and, um, you know, tents and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it sounds like, so do you feel like, uh, it's like, uh, so your I assume your deployment is like a year or two years. Is that a nice like difference that like you, you get to take uh, a couple years of doing something different? Do you need that? Is that something that you feel refreshing that you're not doing the same menage of doing the same thing over and over? Yeah, for me, it is helpful um, to get that kind of mental break and kind of um, break out of the, the, the everyday type um, routine. Um, I, I get that opportunity throughout the year as well because we have, you know, trainings that we have to attend for the reserve as well. Um, and when I get back to my normal job, I feel refreshed and ready to go. And so I think it is good that I get those kind of mental breaks, but this deployment will be, um, nine months total. I'll be not in country nine months. Oh, well, so that's not horrible. I mean, even if they yeah. extend, even if they extend you another six months, it's still, that's still less than two years. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I mean, it could be extremely worse, you know? Yeah, deployments used to be a lot longer. So I I am happy that it's only nine months long. So are, are you one of those pageant contestants that um, you're always uh, pitching? Are you, like, when you're, like, in uh, training or, or going back for some um, rehab, are you are you looking for some new recruits for, for the actual team? Um, or are you, are you a little bit more coy and you're a little bit laid back? <laughs> I'm definitely more coy. Um, a lot of people in the, well, most people in the military, unless they're my Facebook friends or, um, don't know that I compete in pageants or that I'm okay. So you really, you, you play it major lay key. Yeah. Yeah. I like to compartmentalize things and, um, not take away the focus of, you know, what my job is because it could maybe be distracting. I'm not sure, but I do recruit when I'm out in, in the community and through social media, I just don't uh, bring that into to my job. <laughs> do you, do you usually get a very um, like interesting um, uh, dichotomy? Like when you say that do, do, do people ever like can't like coincide that you are also in the military, but you're also a pageant queen because they are so dramatically um, different because one is so, um, you know, you have to eat this time, you're, you're doing this. All Another one is, like, beautiful and, like, you have to dress up and, like, you can be so ladylike, <laughs> you know. Like, do, do you sometimes, do you have, ever have anybody be like, how can those two coincide Yes. Yeah, I get that. Um, people are surprised all the time, whether it's people in the pageant world that find out I'm in the military, they're like, what? Or people in the military that find out I'm in pageantry, they're also equally as surprised. So. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that your military ones are the ones that give you the most grief, I would assume, because I would assume it's more of that macho attitude, like, like they're, they're kind of blown away. Is it more on that side or is it kind of equal both ways? I, yeah, I think it is more on the military side, but it's just that they're so surprised because in the military, you know, I'm very, uh, um, 
reserved and women, a woman of few words, you know, just trying to get the job done and the mission done. And so when they see that I'm in this role or a pageant hold, a pageant title holder, they're, they're very surprised. They're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were, you know, outgoing or (laughs) so So, talkative or. (laughs) So you, so you honestly can turn off your like chatty catty mindset. Is that, is that actually possible? Because I could never do that. Like I would probably be yelled at by my drill, drill instructor. Like I would definitely, there's no way that, you know, my bed would be perfectly. I just like, I mean, maybe eventually I would get it, but like, I would definitely be that person that would definitely be the one always talking. So. (laughs) Well, I'm actually naturally an introvert. And one of the things that pageantry has helped me with is get out of my shell and, um, talk to people, talk to strangers more and, you know, just be more outgoing. I think that's really helped me. <laughs> so the mil- so in all sincerity, the military is your comfort food and where you feel the most comfort in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if in all sincerity, if things go bad, that's like your base. And then is the pageantry pushing you to your ultimate boundaries that like this is like so far to that left side or right side that you've never expected before it's definitely helping me grow I don't know if it's it's pushed me to a point where I feel like oh my gosh this is too much (laughs) but it is it has helped me grow as an individual and in a positive way now so you took three years off did you Did you practice anything in those three years that you took the gap off? Like, was there a reason why you took the gap off? Were you just really devastated? I know that a lot of my friends, when they lose, they take it very personal. So were were you just go through that thought process for us? Yeah, sure. So um, I would go back to the pageant every year and just go and support the women. And I think that, you know, um, the Texas Beata Latina pageant was still going on and I was very supportive of the title winners that would win the MS title. And I wanted to go and support them as they competed. And I, it all, I always felt weird for me to compete again, to, to compete against them because I want to support them. And, and um, I think, when they did get rid of the um, the state uh, preliminaries and made it more at large, then I was like, okay, it's time for me to go back. Then. <laughs> I think that was my my thought process and what kept me from from going back immediately. So it was you just felt that you didn't want to go through that state competition again. Did you feel that you didn't? If you would lose, that would be um, upsetting. No, no. I'm. What I meant was that um, I didn't want to compete against the, 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 the title holders at Texas, the Miss Texas Beta Latinas. Oh, okay. Because gotcha. yeah, I wanted to support them. I wanted it to be their year to compete. You know. So, That's fair. I mean. Yeah. But you know, you you put you 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 work really hard too. So I mean, um, you know, sometimes sometimes you you got you got to be a little competitive i mean you, you did win a, you did <laughs> win so <Yeah. laughs> so did what what was your um what was your at large title um miss pacific coast that's a cool title to have yeah yeah it was it was a little challenging to explain sometimes because there'd be like so the pacific coast do you mean the entire pacific coast or the north northwest or <laughs> so i'd be like oh, whatever you think it is that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> they they um they do that in america um and in our state um they they i wish they um in america you're supposed to have represent one person from each county but then they'll do things like they'll give them like the state flower and then they'll give them like um, Miss Southern State. And I'm like, that's not even a, that's not the name of like, any, <laughs> like it's, I'm like, okay, sure. I'm like, you you could have given her like the Oriole bird because that's the state bird. I'm like, you know, your, your title totally fits into where you live and your ethnicity. Like, 
like mm-hmm. so i don't know it, at least at least yours makes <laughs> sense right you know yeah 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 and it causes people i think uh, the or let me ask do you think that the best title names that are at large are ones that causes the the person to come up and talk to you about it yeah I think those are the best ones because it does start. It is a conversation starter. (laughs) And do you think that that's a ploy that they, that like maybe the, maybe the director is not that witty or smart, but they're unconsciously um, doing to, to promote their business or maybe they are, they are that smart and they're, they're doing that intentionally to, to get people to talk about their pageant. Yeah, I think definitely for Maria, I think she definitely is that smart and strategic in her thinking when she comes up with um, that large title for sure. <laughs> so, what is your thought? Do you do you think that you would ever want to be a local um, director for this pageant? Because are you feeling that that this is home? Do you think you're ever going to compete for another system? Um, I think the only other system I would compete for is Galaxy, and that's a sister system. So, Fair enough. Um, I th- yeah, uh, I think that um, I would consider being a, a Galaxy uh, um, pageant director for Washington State since there isn't a current director there. Oh, well, that that's a good – I mean, that's a good – you don't have to fight someone. So there's already a vacancy that you could um, fall into. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I know it's a lot of work. I've had some friends that are pageant directors and just speaking to Maria, I know that, you know, it takes a lot of dedication. And I don't know if I, I currently have the ability to do that with the military and everything, but it's definitely something I would consider. In the well, I mean, currently you're active and you've got a lot of things going, but, you know, yeah. in the future, I'm I, I'm getting the feeling that she's already talked to you about it. <laughs> she <laughs> you, has not. You giggle, you I giggle, can... you giggle, so... <laughs> She hasn't, but maybe after she hears this podcast, she will. Well, okay, great. <laughs> Making one difference, one one pageant at a time, right? Right. Um, so how how would you describe the crown? Because I would have to say uh, these two systems have the most unique and large crowns. Uh, than any other system because they can't get any bigger and any like over the top and like gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I know that one of the times that I did have the opportunity to work with um, one of your sister queens like several years ago, she had told me that the crown had fallen through or it was so big that the crown and that uh, I, I've always heard that that's good luck. So um are you were you excited for this big crown like um when they put it on was it like overwhelming how heavy it was or it was did it just fit you perfectly what was that experience like um my crown when they when they crowned me it was definitely tipping over a little bit it just it does need it does need to be secured because it, it can be heavy and i know you know doing some appearances where i wear the crown and has given me a headache before but you know heavy as the head that wears a crown it's it's a sacrifice i'm willing to wait to make <laughs> it's such a beautiful crown <laughs> oh yeah absolutely are you as a title holder are you do you go when you go to your events are you always wearing your crown or are you more of a sash person or do you do both um it depends on the event um if it's something that i'm going to be doing something more physical with i'll just do sash if it's something I'm just going to be doing a speaking role, then I would like to to wear the crown. I'd like to wear the crown as much as possible, but I I am finding that a lot of the the things that I do are more more physical. Where wearing a crown is just not practical. So after coming back, um, you're going to be focusing on competing. Um, are you? like so excited for the opportunity to to win this this next major major title because galaxy's um system is even bigger um just the opportunity to have you know it sounds like you're very competitive i mean if you're in the military and then 
Um, you understand <laughs> the whole thing about teamwork and everything. So does, are you excited for that, for that experience and that opportunity? And, and then I'm sure you're really excited for this crown because I mean, I just, um, it sounded like you were really excited for the one you have, but the, the, the galaxy one's even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely excited about the opportunity to be able to compete in that, in the galaxy pageant in the future. It's, um, definitely a very competitive pageant. There are so many incredible women that come from so many different countries that are very well prepared and, and they are beautiful and they are intelligent. So it's something that I cannot take lightly, the decision to compete. I have to be all in and really, really work and train uh, for to compete in it. So. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week. Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, B. So I always let my guests talk about um, anything that we didn't address. So was is there anything that you know? Is there any sponsors that are really important to you? I know that we talked a little bit about your um, initiative and your 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 um, your goals this year. But is there anything else that um, it's really important? Because I I appreciate your time, and we want to make sure we help. Um, anyone that's a, that's really important to you as well. Oh, thank you. Well, I I will say that I don't have any current sponsors. I don't work with any sponsors, um, but I have been encouraged and uh, supported by friends and family. So I definitely want to um, give a shout out to them to ensure that they know that, that their love and support is much appreciated. Um, I would also just want to make a, a quick plug for my current campaign, which is Service Above Self. I'm trying to really encourage people to, to also participate in service projects in their community for their own mental health. Um, studies have shown that engaging in service work can really be beneficial for, for one's own mental health and can be a coping skill for those that are suffering from depression and anxiety. So I, I want to continue to encourage people to, to um, reach out to their community, find out what the needs are, and give back. Um, what are typical, just in case people don't know exactly what, what would be typical service projects? No, a service project could just be volunteering at your local food bank The you know, something right now that is, um, that is in need is a lot of these uh, programs that are similar to meals on wheels that deliver food to the elderly or, um, to people that are medically incapacitated that cannot be able to go out and get food for themselves. And a lot of those organizations are needing help right now. So that, that could be something that I would encourage someone to do is especially in this time right now is to, to reach out to those organizations and either help them build those meal packages or actually do the no contact deliveries for them. Well, that sounds great. I mean, um, the more that you can help people that are, stranded in house or are concerned about getting sick with the coronavirus it's um it's a great thing you can do so we definitely here at the total folks podcast really appreciate you focusing on that that's a great thing to do thank you are you um are are you seeing a lot of cases um i mean are you on a floor that's focusing on corona cases or are you focused on normal cases people that just have normal industry industry inter, <laughs> that are normally hurt nor with you know falls scrapes you know. well at the hospital I, I work in suicide prevention so gotcha. um, I definitely uh, if a person we definitely follow up people that are with people that are at risk or that are reaching out to us for for the help but we're also following up with people that you know have tested positive for COVID-19 because that could be a stress factor for them 
um, that could lead them to to depression or having a lot of anxiety. So that's we've definitely seen um, had that opportunity to to work with people that have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Well, I'm sure there's going to definitely be a high rate of intake um, with so many uh, unemployed and so many people stressed out about losing their jobs. So I'm sure that um, your department's going yeah. to get even more busier. So. Yep. Yep. You hit on a really good point there. There are a lot of people that have lost their jobs or are just struggling with just the isolation of it. Um, so yeah, I, I also unfortunately do feel like there is going to be an uptick in, in cases. Do you, are you feeling or, or, um, are you already seeing it? Or is, do you think there's going to be a lot of divorces? Uh, I've read a lot of studies. I, I had thought there was going to be a lot of um, new um, babies, born, you know, um, pregnancies, but <laughs> I've actually mm-hmm. been reading a lot that they think there's actually going to be a lot of divorces because there's that too. Uh, what are yeah. you seeing or what are you hearing from people? Are, are, is it on both sides? Um, I've actually haven't heard much of, of that, at least with the people that I've worked with so far, which is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we need never want someone um, to to make that drastic decision in a um, in an unnormal. You know, you, I would hope that if you're going to make that major decision, you want to make it with a level headed in a normal situation. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you sum it up when it comes to what your listeners that are listening to our podcast, what do you think the skills that you've learned um, during your pageantry years that helped you win is one question. And then the second question, what skills do you think you've learned through pageantry that have allowed you to be a better citizen and um, a better uh, doctor uh, to your patients? Um, well, I think some of the things that have some things to work on to to be able to be competitive in a pageant is definitely working on that self confidence. Um, if you don't have confidence in yourself, it's going to really portray during the interview and on stage. So building that self confidence is key. Um, and some people do struggle with that. So I encourage people to practice um, self talk, positive self talk, and ensuring that they. They um, practice a daily self-talk in which they encourage themselves and talk positively about themselves to be their best friends. (laughs) Um, And I think that will help build confidence. Um, Definitely with interview is just having that self-awareness, understanding yourself, what you stand for, what you want to work for, and how you're going to give back to that pageant system is going to be important. Uh, and being able to communicate that well, because I think that people struggle with that during interview is not being able to really um, get that message across to the judges. And as far as skills that you learn when you compete, I, for me, again, I've, I've definitely um, honed in on <laughs> interview skills, and that's a, a skill that can really help you in um in job interviews and, you know, just working with people in the community that you work for. And, um, I can I ask you a question about that before we, before we answer the second question? Um, Mm -hmm. so just keep that second question in your mind. I know you've got it. Do you think that's the the defining thing that really is the thing that makes the biggest difference in a pageantry is, is really, uh, crushing that interview and, interview and answering the questions that is not what you, the judges need to hear, but being truthful and, and just, and, and just being yourself in the interview. Yes. At least for the, the base of Latina and Pat and galaxy pageants, the interview has is weight weighed more than other parts of the competition. So you definitely need to crush that interview in order to, to do well. Um, from, you know, what happened to me is I didn't win the interview, but I did well enough to where, you know, it was still um, a good a good overall score. 
So I think, yeah, interview, if you win interview, you have a very good chance. So I honing in those skills is, is key. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, I, I, I really hope that our listeners and I really appreciate you coming on the show and I hope our listeners really, um, enjoyed learning more about the Latino um, pageant. And I, uh, am so, um, thankful for your service and, uh, I, 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 uh, am so thankful for your, for your time. It was very interesting. Um, there's so many things that are going on in society and learning um, all how all of this is going to like fall out because, you know, literally three, three months ago, we weren't in the situation, you know, things were, um, I wouldn't say they were going perfect, but they were definitely not heading in this direction. So, yeah. um, I mean, um, it's it's crazy three 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 weeks three months ago you um you were heading to florida uh, now what was the original date for the competition was it in june it was going to be in july it was but, in july okay uh, so yeah so this is like totally um uncharted um territory yeah it really is mm-hmm. so um well I thank you so much for your service, first of all, and 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 thank you for um, taking on another year because uh, it's definitely um, you're you know it's like you're you're defending that brand, and um, you definitely did an incredible job. So um, hopefully um, next time this year we'll definitely have you come on. And we can talk about your upcoming competition. So it'll be really exciting for you to really talk about your experiences and and um, your upcoming um, competition. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Oh, thank you, B. Beatrice, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you, one, um, volunteering and being in the armed forces and defending our freedoms. Thank you so much. Two, Thank you for um, really trying to help um, people that are in crises when you're not in the military and um, really trying to make people uh, feel better and hopefully cause them to be in a better spot. Um, So you're definitely doing God's work inside and outside, and I can't um, ask for a better person representing the Latino community and representing this pageant. And, and that's why you won clearly. So kudos to you and thank you for coming on the show. And I really hope that everyone learned a lot about what you need to do to really win this pageant and why you have this title. I want to remind all of our listeners that the total focus podcast drops every Thursday afternoon. We really appreciate all of the positive, even negative comments, uh, positive thumbs up, negative um, or thumbs down. I personally feel that any feedback is great. So your feedback is what makes the show better. So please just comment. Tell us what we need to do more better and tell us what we are not doing right and we will make the show better for you. Please. If you could give us a thumbs up and please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and our iTunes channel. And we are right now sitting at about 50, 50. We have 50% of our listeners are that are unsubscribed. So I would really appreciate you guys. Please hitting the sub button and putting, pushing all notifications and, being part of the group and really um, being a part of this community. And I hope you guys will consider that. I can't be remiss to not mention my great co-host for my movie review show called The Movie Breakdown with Evine Carlos. So if you love movies, all you have to do is subscribe to the movie, to the Total Focus feed 
and you will get our movie breakdown show as well. It's like an added bonus as a chocolate on the top. So if you like movies and you're also into pageantry or photography or modeling, then just stay tuned and we're going to gab and just talk about random stuff about all these cool upcoming movies. We just did a review for Bad Boys for Life. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. And um, please tell your friends about it. We're trying to grow that as well. And as always, please stay tuned.